Hi everybody and welcome to this edition of Market Shapers. I am really, really excited to be joined by Piper Purdue and Reese Atkins of Williams True. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, Thanks so you know, us. it's interesting and in kind of reading and, and looking at some of your bios, it's interesting both of you have, you're, you've been in this area for, for quite a while. Um, I know you're native to the area. Reese, you yes. moved here in, in grade school. Um, and so I thought maybe we'd chat about is how has Fort Worth and Parker County changed over the years? Like how much growth have, have you have you seen in the last you know 20, 30 years? Go ahead, yeah. But, you know, I think it's amazing. I, I graduated with from Alito High School with, with 60 graduates in my class and now there's 480. So just that one school system in Parker County has drastically changed and, and, and that's you know, that's pretty typical for Parker County. At one point, it was the second fastest growing county in Texas, and obviously Tarrant County uh, is already pretty big. So yeah. It, it's continuing to grow as well. Yeah. Have you kind of seen probably your kind of market expand the different areas that you're servicing? And yeah, I think so. I mean, it seemed like we initially just focused on uh, eastern Parker County. Now, it seems like a lot of the growth has gone to Peaster and Brock and, and west of Weatherford. And, of course, we still handle some stuff in Fort Worth. We, we're at Eagle Mountain Lake. So I think it's it's amazing because, you know, for the longest time it was Fort Worth and then maybe Weatherford. But now yeah. there's so many areas in between that um, a lot of new growth, a lot of new homes. and. Uh, people fluctuating too. So, and are you seeing? Is it? Is it? Maybe it's a combination of both. But is it a lot of like people local to the area that are just kind of wanting to get out to more space, or is it new folks coming to North Texas and that's just kind of finding like that's their 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 piece of home that sounds feels good to them, and a little bit of both, or seems like it's both. And, and people are looking for different things. I think the the buyer in Tarrant County is different than the buyer in Parker County. The buyer in Tarrant County is uh, looking for convenience and Chinese food delivery. <laughs> and, and, and those are things Parker County may not have to offer yet, but but, but you get uh, lower taxes and, and better Excellent schools, schools. And cases yeah. in Parker County. So that, they both have different things to offer and really have a different a different uh, buyer for each one of them, I think. Yeah. You know, one of the things I wanted to make sure that we chatted about, because it's it, it kind of, you stand out in the crowd amongst this too, is about, um, you mentioned about like anyone can just throw a yard, you know, sign in the yard and get a house, you know, put a house on the market. but. You go through a lot of efforts to actually get houses ready to sell, so that when they hit the market, they're show ready. You know, they're best positioned to actually attract a buyer. Um, maybe talk about that process of what, how you work with the seller to let them know they need to do this, and, mm -hmm. and mechanically maybe what steps you take in order to get a house ready to put on the market. You want to take? Yeah, I think I think we've been in it long enough that I I think we can sense what things need to be done in comparison to maybe the homes that that are on the market and sit and sit. I think that's one thing that we we're good at is really determining what the house needs to, to, to get it moved. Um, like I said, there's great houses in, in, in every location, but to really get it prepared and get the curb appeal like it needs to be in the yards, I mean, just little things like fresh mulch or turn the dirt, you wouldn't think makes a difference, but it makes a substantial difference in just the overall feel when you walk in that, that, that the home is prepared and the buyer thinks if you're doing these things, then your, uh, you know, watering your foundation, or yeah. you're, or you're changing your air filters, or so. Um, I think we're good about taking houses from sort of the ground up and really making them marketable. What kind of conversations, like when you have with a seller, like to let a seller know the importance of it? I mean, do you ever have times where a seller just thinks it's ready to go? Why are you asking me to do these things? <laughs> Lots of times. Like, you know, talk about those conversations. Sometimes you have to have with That's somebody. That's tough. Sometimes. sometimes. I remember ten years ago. I kind of feel like the first house we really made major staging in. It was was a house on uh, Meadow Hill and, and it was 
kind of a peach color, which was very... I remember that. Not mauve. Trendy. Had mauve, yeah, mauve. carpet. Right. It was mauve and mauve. <laughs> we, we talked them in. It even sounds less mauve. trendy when you say mauve, right? right? This yeah. was a 6,000 square foot house on five acres. It had been listed with two other agencies before we got it. And we talked them into spending 20 or 30 grand, and this was back in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, we sold it in a week for full price. And it had been on the market for a year before that. So sometimes if you can identify exactly what the hiccup is, you, you can you can mm -hmm. turn a failure into success. And in, in hindsight, I'm not sure we couldn't have gone up on the price. It's hard when you've seen it listed for a year at, right. at a lower yeah. price. But you've got to allocate the funds in a way that makes it, that you know, jumps out at the buyer, I think. You get yeah. a pretty good egg on your face if that 20 grand in the house doesn't sell. Yeah. You know, in, th in this case, we were successful in the heroes and they've come back and we've done multiple transactions with them since. So, so uh, uh, you know, trying to look at the house through the eyes of a prospective buyer rather than through the, the owner's eyes who obviously love yeah. the house is, yeah. is kind of the key. And that's probably a good way to put it is, is, is kind of that looking through that lens because yes. most of us love the home that we in. It's decorated the way we like it. But when you put it on the market, it doesn't really matter what you think anymore, or what right. you like. It right. really is about that buyer. So that's a very delicate conversation to have with somebody. Absolutely. But obviously, you've, you've kind of mastered that over the years of, of getting the seller <laughs> to that point where they're at least open to that idea of maybe changing a few things. Yeah. I think they, if they think that the, that the customer is happy there, that the seller was happy there, if they can present a house that is homey and, 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 and stands out you know, in comparison to some of the houses that aren't prepared, then they feel like they'll be happy there and that you know they can see their family there and yeah. their futures and things like that. So. Yeah. And I think it's important I think you know I think especially for maybe agents that haven't been as experienced in the business, you know, that might seem like a daunting conversation to have, but I mean it's one of the reasons we get hired, right? right. Like, to your exact Absolutely. point. I mean, we're not hired just to put the sign in the yard, get it on the MLS, it's really to position it to sell and well, that's that's how we earn our value. And I really think, you know, there's a lot of things you can do that aren't costly. Fresh mulch or, yeah. or, or paint. Uh, yeah, paint is paint huge. relatively cheaper. Declutter, yeah. man, it doesn't cost much at all to get some stuff and stack it in the garage or right. get a storage building. Yeah, and if you have too much stuff in the house, it makes it look smaller. And a lot of things you can do that really aren't costly that might give them the edge or get them five percent more than they would have got otherwise. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, especially in a market where so many people want to test the market. It's mm. it's, it's a strong market, and everybody wants to. You know, do what their neighbor did. Oh, our neighbor sold for this amount of money. Let's put our house on the market. So you're sort of saturated with lots of listings, and you've really got to do the things that make your property, you know, more, more yeah. stand out more. Yeah, it always feels like sellers sometimes are maybe on a lag, like six to nine months lag on where the market is. You know, exactly. so if we've been telling them for two years that yeah, it's that's a great a market, point. house to sell really fast over list price, they'll stay in that mindset for right. a lot longer than yeah. that is a reality. <laughs> Until September when it's slow. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's without True. question. That's you know, one of the other things I've, I've loved about what you do as a team is the way you position yourselves on social media. And so I thought maybe you could share a little bit about your thoughts on social media, how mm -hmm. you use it, where it's been effective for you. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we, you know, Obviously, uh, Facebook and Instagram and some of the outlets are, are, are a way for people to see what's going on with the market. We've had people that have been following us for more than 10 years on Facebook, and, and uh, we created the uh, Facebook Reach and Piper Team Facebook page a long time ago. I think uh, we've got over a 1,000 followers, and, and what really is interesting is I'll have people say, well, I noticed you sold this one, you sold that one, and you've listed these two over there. They're, they keep up with what we do because we post. Yeah. Virtually any significant thing that we do, if we list a house, sell a house, pin the house, whatever, we try to try to make a posting when we when we can and, and let everybody know that that's happened and it 
keeps people up with the market. We do so much at Alito, they're able to see what's selling and what's not, and what prospects yeah. seem to be moving. Yeah, it's, it's such a great tool. You can get so much information out there with Facebook and Instagram, essentially, you know, free. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the neat thing about it is that yours comes across as like honest, like sharing information that's yes. relevant to people, as opposed to it doesn't come across as like boastful or anything. You right. know, you can see bad uses of social media, but what's but what we forget is if we're not telling our prospective right. clients or past clients what we're doing, they don't know. Some data. You know? And so Absolutely. I think that sharing part of it, but doing it in a way that seems very natural, I think is what makes the difference. Thank you. Um, and then oftentimes too, another advantage you have is some of the properties that you, that you all list are so unique and beautiful. They got land and everything else as well. Um, when you have those unique type properties, um, and we talked a little bit about pre-listing them, you know, what differences, like if you've got a property on land, what differences do you have to kind of take into account when you're marketing a property that's, you know, not a house, let's say, sitting in a, in a subdivision? Well, you know, we use, we use different websites. We use uh, lands.com, a website that we pay for that, that seems to make a big difference and a lot of people searching for land aren't searching realtor.com or Zillow or some yeah. more popular sites. They're, they're looking on a more, uh, uh, you know, niche site that's going to, that's going to just have the Options, yeah. Yeah. I think knowing the demographic, you know, if it's going to be uh, a cutter or a, a horse shower or, you know, whatever the demographic is, or run cattle on it, I mean, I think we, we're good at sort of looking at the land and determining, okay, this might work for an arena or this might work for uh, this shop could be a barn. Uh, yeah. You know, so I think you really have to know kind of the demographic of, of what the land, what the use will be. Yeah. And I think that's super insightful because. I do think sometimes, like, I've got this listing, I'm just going to throw it out there to my normal channels. Right. But you're right, you know, if someone's looking for equestrian property or <coughs> ranch property, whatever it is, they're probably not going on right. Zillow. A lot of times. their primary spot to go look for property. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of times the house is not uh, as important to that person as maybe the land or the barn or is the soil good or the fencing or things like that. So the house becomes second fiddle sometimes to, you, to the you acreage. You out there and they walk to the barn first, you know. <laughs> yeah. The you house know their, is secondary. You know their horses are more important yes. than anything else. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, you know, the other thing that's really unique about you two is that um, you've had this successful, you know, partnership and team for, for a number of years. And I'm always fascinated by that um, and, and curious about what you think makes you <laughs> an effective partnership and an effective team. Gosh, I'm going to let you go with that one. <laughs> there it is, right there, right? Right? Your deferential cop, towards one cop. another. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does the, 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 the grit negotiating, yeah. and I'm the happy communicator. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but from, as far as our relationship goes, I mean, I think, I think like any relationship where you spend that much time together, it's always tough. But we're both very work-motivated and, and want to succeed, and, and want to succeed for our clients mostly. I mean, it's one thing, of course, we want to earn a commission. That's what we do to make a living. But, but more than that, uh, there's nothing worse than going to take the sign off the yard. And it's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, last yeah. year, I think we had 84 listings, and we sold 82 of them as far as just houses, yeah. not, not including land. And, 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 and uh, that's way better than the MLS. It's just because we both really pushed to try to get those deals done. And, and we're not just throwing a bunch of stuff up on the board and hoping some of it falls. Yeah. yeah. I think we listen to our customers. I mean, you know, you really got to. You really, they really want to know that you're hearing what they want or what they need for their house or, you know, I, I feel like we're good about that. Yeah. We're good with communicating with them and really not just, again, just not just putting it on the MLS and, and hoping that somebody else sells it. I think we're good at really giving it the, the thought process that it needs to, 
to move it. You know, if, it, if a few days go by and we don't have this, we're good at regrouping and saying, okay, what you know, what would be a better angle or what you know, what might fix this yeah. slowness. So, it sounds like that there's. Um, you, you have these common interests, right? Like that you have to be aligned. If you're going to have a successful partnership, you have certain alignment on mm -hmm. some values and how we're going to go about work. But then you complement sure. one another also in some things that maybe you like to do, you don't. Right. Vice versa a little really bit. really way different the way we handle a lot of things, but it always seems to end up in the same result. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also have an, another team member, Kate. And Kate, yeah, yes. Maybe talk about like when you when, when she came on, what was the idea behind that? And then uh, kind of the division of duties there a little bit about what yeah, we should do. She's excellent. Um, we, you know, we put her up against any customer. Well, you know, she does a great job if we uh, take her into a listing or things like that. She just always has, has been um, terrific at, at, at just holds her own, answers yeah. questions, you know, very, very knowledgeable, very, uh, very pretty, insightful. Pretty, pretty young girl, but Beautiful. when you talk to her and you realize she's, she's got a lot going on and she's, she's very clever. She, uh, yeah. uh, I think her degree's in interior design mm -hmm. from TCU mm -hmm. and, and, and so she's terrific help with staging or, or seeing what's trendy colors and those kinds of things. Yeah. She's, she's got a, a real eye for that kind of thing. Yeah. She's good about, you know, kind of seeing on her own what, what, where the holes are that if we haven't tended to this or that and uh, she a lot of times will go prepare something and have it ready and, and we haven't even asked for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's always good. Yeah. yeah. And then now yeah. you have a background at Pier 1 too, like on mm -hmm. the merchandising side. Is that, that how is that kind of, I'm assuming um, that's been kind of a yeah. helpful it's a tool. Time. It's been yeah. a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. yes. I, yeah. yeah, sales maybe. Yeah. Sales and 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 staging to some, some degree, but I, I was there for maybe two years. Yeah. But I had my real estate license while I was there, so right. I actually got my real estate license when I was a senior in college and and, and kind of did that on the side, did real estate kind of on the side and went to Pier 1 during the day and, and, and just remember feeling like I gotta, I gotta go do this. <laughs> this yeah. is a, more, a little bit more, you know, I like to be in out with the people and rather than in an office. Yeah. Confined, so. And then but, when you're not selling real estate, you're tending to your peach trees, right? Yeah, I got, I got 1,200 <laughs> peach trees in the ground, so that's it. I got a yeah. full-time guy out there. It's, it's, a, it's a neat, neat hobby. Uh, kind of thing in Parker County's the peach capital of Texas. So and don't you have the first organic peach of Parker County or uh, something? Uh, right now we're all organic. Hopefully we can keep that going. You know, you never know when something's going to come across that we might have to take a, take a different path. Yeah. But as long as there's an organic solution, we're taking it. And uh, my peach trees are five or six feet tall and bushy, and we'll get a crop next year with with our really first big crop coming in in 2021. <laughs> yeah. And have you found that to be like kind of a nice, kind of a mental separation, like to, a break from real estate? Like, is it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, an escape a little an outlet, bit. And, nice yeah. outlet. I don't yeah. sleep a lot. I never have, but I, I, I you know, I'll, I'll sleep six or seven hours, and and I'll wake up this morning. I woke up at five o'clock. Got on the tractor, went out. I had we had a number of things going. We 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 just got our our full irrigation system in, and we're able to supplement the peach trees with with fertilizers and vitamins. Through the through the irrigation system, so the drip system actually will, will drip whatever you want to put on the trees, which is really <coughs> a big plus because organic solutions have to be done a lot more often than, than non-organic. And so, uh, you know, I'm messing with all that, and then eight o'clock I go sit at my computer and get ready and and, and hit my appointments. But it, but yeah, no, it's it's nice. It's yeah. nice. There's nothing like waking up and seeing the sun go up and being out in the field. For, for me, that's, that's, yeah. that's a neat experience. Yeah, and I think for anybody, I mean, I think the key too is that if it's not just 
you know, it, yes, our real estate may be our careers and we're passionate about right. it, but finding those outside interests that kind of ground us, I think, is yeah. really important. So, yeah. And I know every time we've had a chance to talk, we've always kind of fallen into that topic a little bit, which is awesome. So, well, I really appreciate both Thank of you, you taking some time to sit down and share some of your yes. insights and expertise with everybody. Um, it's, uh, we really, really appreciate well, we it. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for including us. That's, well, we're that's glad to have great. you on the team. And everyone, thanks for tuning in to uh, this edition of Market Shapers.